Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Anderson and Akubo. The Bucks game is over. And now, it's time for the longest-running Pro Hoops post-game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. The most important thing, we trust one another. What happened, we trusted one another, and uh, that's why we came on with uh, the win. The head coach. Um, you know, we're just going to have to be more disciplined. He's going to have to be more disciplined. And the fans. We have some talented players, no doubt about that. But at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to compete at this level of the NBA with what we have going on. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops post-game show. Presented by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. Now, here's Steve Sparky Pfeiffer on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Bucks come up on the losing end tonight to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Good evening. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer here. Nick Bodie, other side of the glass over there. Duck Dynasty hanging out in turn in. Tonight, as well as the Bucks come up on the losing side of the Cavaliers by 5, 107 to 102. So, I'll tell you what I've been dealing with on my phone tonight. People not happy. Friends of mine texted me saying, I'm getting that at the game. I had another person text me just before I went on there and said, this is an unacceptable loss. Why? Like, I don't understand. Why? They were without half their team. Their bench was Frazier, Connaughton, and Wilson. What did you think? I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't, I'm, I'm missing something here, folks. I, I don't understand here. I mean, you, you're acting like they had everybody on this team playing tonight and were 100% healthy and they lost to Cleveland in Cleveland. And even if that would have happened, it still wouldn't have been the end of the world because, again, you're sitting in the one seed. There's not a lot of games left. You're going to stub your toe every once in a while, but that's not even what this is. You didn't even stub your toe tonight. You were playing with a half a basketball team, and you did the best you could. Chris Middleton, back-to-back nights, showed up for the Milwaukee Bucks. Back-to-back nights. I thought he might have probably should have been a little bit more aggressive late, but... 26 points for Chris Middleton. Eric Bledsoe, after not doing much last night, he shows up tonight uh, as well with 24 points and eight assists and eight rebounds. couple dumb passes, but for the most part, Bledsoe was there. Did good. Lopez did pretty good tonight. Only 11 shots. I guess if you want to get picky, I would have said he probably should have taken more than 11 shots. DJ Wilson, after having 30 minutes last night and not doing much, had 29 minutes tonight. And at least did other things because he didn't score, really. But he had six points. But he had rebounds, assists, steals, did other things to try and help this basketball team. So that was good. Frazier, non-factor. 200 grand. 
makes no sense. Uh, so for me, this wasn't that big of a deal. Like, I mean, if it was a big deal, do you feel free to call and tell me why it's a big deal? I mean, if you're mad right now, then I want to hear from you. Just you tell me you're so mad. It's not going to be the topic of the night, but I'll let people vent if they want to vent about this game first. Fine. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1057FM. The fan. I seriously am not understanding why you would be mad about this game. Just explain it to me. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to scream. Just explain to me why you would be mad that they lost this game tonight with what they were playing with. That's all I'm asking you to do. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1057-FM. The fan. How did tonight's game add up? Let's go inside the box score. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and commercial audio video. Simply done right. ABCAudioVideo.com. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Presented by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. All right, 107-102, Cavaliers over the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. We go inside the box. Ursan Ilyasova, 25 minutes, 4 of 9 from the floor, 0 of 2 from 3, 0 of 2 from the free throw line. 8 points, 7 boards, 1 assist, 2 block shots, and a couple of turnovers. Chris Middleton, 37 minutes, 10 of 21 from the field, 4 of 6 from 3, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, 26 points, 12 boards, 1 assist, 1 steal, 1 block, and a couple of turnovers. 37 minutes for Brooke Lopez, 7 of 11 from the floor, 3 of 5 from 3, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, 19 points, 4 boards, 4 assists, 1 steal, 2 block shots. Eric Bledsoe, 35 minutes, 7 of 19 from the floor, 2 of 5 from 3, 8 of 9 from the free throw line, 24 points, 8 boards, 8 assists, 2 steals, and three turnovers. Tony Snell, 28 minutes, 3 of 11 from the floor, 2 of 6 from 3, 8 points, 8 boards, 1 assist, 2 block shots, and 1 turnover. 34 minutes for Pat Connaughton, 4 of 7 from the floor, 2 of 4 from 3, 1 of 2 from the free throw line, 11 points, 3 boards, 4 assists, 2 steals for Pat Connaughton. 29 minutes for DJ Wilson, 1 of 9 from the floor, 0 of 2 from 3, 4 of 4 from the line, 6 points, 8 boards, 5 assists, 3 steals, and one turnover. 15 minutes for Frazier, 0 of 4 from the floor, 0 of 2 from 3 with one rebound. 39.6% for the Bucks, 41.9% for Cleveland from the field, 11 of 39 from 3 for Cleveland, 13 of 32 for Milwaukee. Free throw line, 18 of 24 from the line for Cleveland, 17 of 21 uh, for the Bucks. Bucks get out rebounded 54 to 40 or 54 to uh, 54 to 51 there, I can say it. Uh, turnovers on the night, 11-4 Cleveland, only 9 for the Milwaukee Bucks. As the Bucks come up losers tonight, 107-92. Asking you, uh, if you're upset, uh, you know, please call in and tell me why you're upset because I, I just don't get it. I mean, this game literally was that of an exhibition game as far as I was concerned. If they win, great. If they lose, fine. Whatever. Doesn't really matter. The only thing I was really concerned about tonight, and it really wasn't concerning, I was just more intrigued, was to see if Middleton could follow up the big night last night with another good night tonight being the number one score. And he was able to do that. Bledsoe responded after not having a great night last night with a good game last uh, good game tonight. Lopez had another good game uh, tonight for the Bucks as well. Those are the three guys you really care about. Ilya Silva's not going to be starting in this lineup, and he had eight points and seven boards. But at the end of the day, that, that doesn't matter. He's going to be coming off the bench. 
We don't know who's going to be starting in place of Malcolm Brogdon. It looks like it might be Tony Snell, or at least that's who they're trying for right now. So, yeah, I, 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 I'll take the calls. I'll see what, what you guys have to say. Let's start with uh, Benji and Mequon. You're first up on the fan. What's up? Well, um, listen, I'm not that upset about the loss. My only question is, like, you know, it's a back-to-back. We're set up to lose pretty much with only eight guys playing. But that last play where Urson inbounds the ball to Pat Connaughton down by three, I was just – do you think that, that play was drawn up, or do you think – he just saw an open play and tried to hit Pat. Yeah, he tried to make a play. Yeah, I think that's all it was. I mean, I may have been drawn up for it to go that way, but obviously he saw something and that's why he made the throw. And, and you also got to remember, sometimes he's gonna he's gonna try to make a highlight highlight play, and sometimes it's not gonna work and it's gonna be a turnover. He's done that his whole career. But they're down three at that point. What's the what's the point in doing that? Like anyway, like let's say you even make that two, you're fouling the guy anyways, the Cavaliers' next possession anyways. Right? Why not just go for the three there? Oh, I agree with you. I wouldn't have made the throw either, the pass either. I I, I don't disagree. But like I said before, when you're talking about that individual player, there's going to be times, and there has been throughout his career in Milwaukee already, where you're going to scratch your head and go, "Why the hell did he just do that? Like, what was he trying to accomplish? He could have done it another way, or he should have made a." a smarter basketball play at this point, and it's probably going to happen in the playoffs too. So just buckle in. It's one, it's one not going question. to change. Yeah. Um, how, do, how bad do you think the Miritich injury is going to hurt us in the future? Uh, not much because Boonholzer said uh, today in pregame uh, that he'll be back before their projected two- to four-week timeline uh, on the right. shorter side of it. So he'll be back before the playoffs. So I, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. The Brogdon one could be more of a detriment depending on how long it takes him to get back. I think right now if you if you go through the calendar, probably about second round he'll be back. So you can get through the first round without him in the playoffs. Second round's going to be more difficult. And then when he comes back in the second round, will he have a minutes restriction? Uh, will you have to then readjust your rotations, which I'm assuming you will? Um, and then you're going to have to change while you're in the playoffs. That is going to be more of a difficult situation than Miritich will get back right before the playoffs start, probably. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much, man. Hey, man. Have a good night. There he is, Benji and Mequon, uh, checking in after the Bucks lose tonight, 107 to 102. Brewers news just keeps on happening. If you haven't heard the latest uh, on the Milwaukee Brewers, our man Nick Bodie is going to give you the latest right now, as well as uh, what's going on uh, with the Bucks and uh, whatever else he might have in a sports flash. Stay tuned. Hey, Bucks fans, let's get tonight's Chili's MVB. Be the first to know this standout player tomorrow morning at 835 during Chuck and Winkler to win free food from Chili's. Chili's is back, baby. Back. All right, so the Bucks come up on the losing end tonight, 107-102 to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Leading the way tonight uh, for the Bucks, Chris Middleton. He was the Chili's MVB last night. Uh, tonight, we'll give it to... Hmm. Bledsoe had that, did have that knucklehead pass, but he had an overall pretty good game. I'm going to go Eric Bledsoe. 24 points, 8 boards, 8 assists, uh, and that knucklehead pass uh, late, I guess. Uh, we'll go with Eric Bledsoe, Chili's MVB uh, of the game tonight for uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, I got a tweet here from uh, Bick Mitchum who says, we beat the playoff teams and lose to the eliminated teams. Oh, well, on to the next one. Right, but again, you didn't, this is my thing, you didn't lose to a playoff team when you were at full strength. 
or to a, a garbage team when you were at full strength. Your best player was sitting there watching. Brogdon, who's sitting there watching. Miritich, not there. I mean, to, again, this is, it's not the same thing, I don't think. Uh, Richard C. So, Spargy, please understand, I'm not upset about the loss, but watching this Frazier character makes me mad we cut wood. Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's that's beyond me. I have no idea. I mean, look, we had Eric Name on from The Athletic earlier today, and Eric Name uh, doesn't think Christian Wood's going to amount to much in the NBA. Just not sold on him being that great of a guy. Said, ah, oh, maybe I'll have a couple good games in the NBA, but probably not going to be anything special. Okay, that's fine. I, and, and maybe Eric Name will be right. And then there are others that think he's going to be something and turn into something. Uh, so I guess everybody's got their own thing. In New Orleans, that's really going to be interesting because Julia Okafor, who was given up for dead, has had some big games in New Orleans over the course of time when Anthony Davis wasn't playing. How much run will Christian Wood get uh, with the Pelicans? Don't know. Don't know. We'll have to wait and see uh, and then take it from there. Matt tweets at the fan. That was a joke of a game. I don't care how many guys were down. We should never lose to them. Plus, first field goal in the fourth uh, came at the five-minute mark. Terrible D and couldn't stop uh, offensive rebounds. Well, uh, offensive rebounds have been in uh, in issue in general as of late. That wasn't just a thing tonight with the other team grabbing offensive boards. Uh, that's kind of been a thing over the course of time. Uh, lonesome kicker. Both of these teams are off until Friday. was a back-to-back necessary, nice scheduling uh, NBA. Yeah, you're right. Doesn't make any sense. Why you would have the back-to-back if you didn't have to at this point. But I think part of the reason is I think every team's got to have so many back-to-backs in order to keep it fair is my guess. Uh, that would be my guess. But, again, that's just totally guess. Like, I just, I don't, I mean, I get you want to beat crappy teams. I get it. But look at the big picture right now of what this whole thing looks like. Okay, so they lost. Fine. 53 and 19. They're two and a half still up on the Toronto Raptors. Six and a half up on the Sixers. Nine up on the Pacers. Nine and a half up on the Celtics. That's your top five. And then it's way off after that. Then it's Detroit, 16. Brooklyn, 16 and a half. The Heat, 18. The Magic, a game back at 19. The Hornets, three back at 21. Uh, and then the Wizards, four and a half back, if you consider them still a viable uh, deal, at 22 and a half back. And, and now you're going to have to deal with Cle- uh, with Miami on Friday night. And I'm looking forward to it. We're going to have Jason Jackson on, who is a sideline reporter for the Miami Heat. Big fan, does NBA radio and NBA TV uh, from time to time or whatever. He's going to be on the show, on, on the big show, on Friday uh, at 2.40. Looking forward to talking to him. But, yeah. The Miami game is a bigger deal to me than this game, number one, right? So them not playing Giannis tonight was the same thing I would have done. Now Sunday, to be honest with you, I wouldn't play him against Cleveland either, but because I love Marcus Johnson and you want to put on a good show with Marcus Johnson in the house, yeah, you're going to play Giannis on Sunday for sure at home. Marcus Johnson, retirement, jersey night, the whole deal. So I'll play him on Sunday for that reason. Otherwise, I wouldn't care. It wouldn't really matter to me one way or the other at this point. I think we just got to stop worrying about losing to, to games that don't matter. And I know Bucks fans haven't never been in this deal. Like, I, I totally get it, right? Never been in this situation before. Don't really know how to act. Uh, think the sky is falling every time you lose a basketball game. But 
in this case here, it's really not. You're missing half your basketball team. Trell on the north side, you're next on 105.7 FM, the fan after the Bucks lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers. What's going on, Sparky? What up, man? You know, um, I never see, never like to lose, but I'm not upset. I'm not mad. They were playing the bank. Uh, Trell, dude, your phone, your phone is breaking up, dude. Hold on. I'll take a quick time. I will come back. We'll try and get Trell on. Before we do that, let's go to this right here. You're listening to the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. What play had you screaming? Brought to you by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Premium Frozen Products and Craft Pizzas. I got a sale on those things at Pick and Save. I was just there earlier tonight. Uh, so if you like those Screaming Sicilian Pizzas like we do in our house, take advantage of that sale over at Pick and Save uh, right now. All right. Play of the game. Nick Bodie made the call. Highlight courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. Let's see what Nick picked. Hit it. Wait so. Another pass. Lopez, three, right through the bottom for Brooke Lopez. It's a two-point game. How about this bunch of butts, man? See, and that's just it. And Marcus Johnson was saying it there. How about these bunch of bucks? Look, they played with them the whole night. Middleton came out and scored damn near, what, the first 14 or whatever it was at the end of the uh, in the start of the game. He was just all by himself, hit four threes in the first quarter, was carrying them by himself because nobody else was hitting shots. So early on, he kept him in it. Bledsoe got going there for him to help out. Lopez hit a couple of big threes when Cleveland was trying to pull away on him. It was a pretty good team effort, just trying to keep it as close as possible, give yourself a chance to win. They did that, and they just couldn't close. Trell on the north side. Let's try this. Try number two. Let's see if your cell phone's better. What's up, Trell? What's going on, Sparky? There we go. That's better. Uh, um, you know, you never like to see your team lose, but um, you got to take things in perspective. Um, we were playing without guys. We also were playing a back-to-back. Um, I still feel we probably should have beat a team like Cleveland, but it's not, it's not nothing that would make me, you know, upset or mad. The thing I hope is that we got – Ten games left now, seven at home. Um, I just thought we could put a, a, a nice collection of wins together out these next ten games because I think it will. That part will matter um, as far as us going into the playoffs. We need to be playing our style of basketball that we've been playing, getting back to that machine that we that, that we've been seeing all year. And then I think they're fine uh, regardless. But they need to get back to that, especially with um, the injuries that they're going to be facing now. Not only with Broadening, but your uh, your biggest uh, uh, midseason pickup, uh, Miritic, is out now. Um, but he should be back around the playoff time. Budenholzer you know. said he'll be back probably on the earlier end of the two to four week timeline before the game. Yeah, so he'll be back by the playoffs for sure. Yep. So, so I mean that'd be fine. You work him back in or whatever. I'm just uh, the only thing that I'm. Um, I'm a little hurt by is that I don't know how this Brogdon situation is going to play out. That's the only thing that's been on my mind uh, ever since we received the news uh, Friday or Saturday, I think that was, that um, that um, he was going to be out six to eight weeks. Um, because if they don't get Brogdon back for the second round, we're going to be in trouble. And that's something that I didn't, um, I didn't foresee 
I mean, we're going to have competitive series, but if Frog is healthy and he's with us, I don't. I think we could be anybody. You know, I'm not scared of anybody. We're at, we got home court, and I think we can go on the road if we have to, like we proved all year and win. But that's the only thing that's in my pocket. I'm going to be like, man, if we if we don't make put a deep run together and it comes down and we lose in the second round because of that injury, man, that's a bad luck right there. Yep, that's, it is. That's the only thing I'm thinking about right there, Sparky. Well, and that, that is going to be part of it. And, and let me tell you something. If I'm Brogdon's agent, I'm kind of just watching to see how this all plays out without my guy on the team uh, and so forth because you're going to use this. I would use it. I don't know if his agent will use it, but I would definitely use it of how important my guy is to this basketball team was proven when he wasn't playing. He is, Sparky. He's important because Milton can have low games. You know why Milton can have struggle uh, up and down inconsistent games? Because Brogdon was consistent. Yep. And he his points when he scores are, are, are impactful. He doesn't have those low points, and he gets it through the – his points are impactful. He stops teams' runs when Giannis is on the bench, and he continues momentum if the Bucks are the ones that are aggressive. They got to get him back. They really do. Yep, I agree. Hey, Trail, have a good night, man. Take care. Bucks uh, come up on the losing end tonight uh, to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think this is a, a good time to kind of go over everybody that did not play for the Bucks tonight. Banged up on the Bucks. Once I felt I could put weight on it, I was like, I had to get back out there. This is the McCormick Law Office Milwaukee Injury Report. McCormick Law Office, the back injury attorneys. Bucks come up on the losing end tonight to the Cleveland Cavaliers, 107 to 102. And uh, the injury report. It was a laundry list is what it was. An absolute laundry list of guys that were not going to play tonight for the Milwaukee Bucks. And then comes news about Miritich uh, earlier today, this afternoon, uh, from Shams and Woj, uh, that Nikola Miritich expected to be out at least two to four weeks, uh, according to The Athletic and ESPN. And then, like I said earlier, uh, he does have a slight fracture of his left thumb. Uh, and that is why he's out. But Boonholzer said before the game today uh, to the media that was there uh, that indeed he should be back on the earlier side of that two to four weeks. So that's good. Uh, Giannis, right ankle sprain, they're saying, uh, did not play tonight, nor should he have. Brogdon, right foot, out. Uh, Sterling Brown, right wrist. I think he plays Friday. We'll see against Miami. Out. DiVincenzo, that right heel bursitis, he's still out. Gasol, left ankle soreness, out. George Hill, sore left groin, out. Ilya Silva uh, was sick last night, probably not feeling all that great, but kind of got forced into action and was able to play today. So that is your injury report uh, from tonight's Bucks loss against the Cleveland Cavaliers, 107-102. to The topic on the table for the rest of the show is this. How good do you think this Bucks team would be if they didn't have Giannis to go to on this roster? Just how good would they be? We saw how bad the Packers were without Aaron Rodgers. So what would this Bucks team be without Giannis? We've kind of seen the last couple of nights what it looks like. How good or bad do you think they'd be? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1057FM, The Fan. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Let's get tonight's Wrench and Go drive of the game. Need auto parts? Wrench and Go is a self-service yard. Bring your own tools and access the lowest-priced auto parts around. This is the only station Bucks fans need. 105.7 FM, The Fan. All right, so the Bucks lose tonight, 107-102. to 102. Some people, not a bunch, 
So I'm mad about this. Others, I think, are more chilled about the whole deal, considering how many guys you weren't playing with tonight. Others are acting like you were at full strength and got beat in Cleveland. Uh, 107 to 102. Question on the table, though, is now, how good would this team be without Giannis? You've seen it the last couple of nights. Just how good would this team be uh, if there was no Giannis? If Giannis was hurt for the full year, like Aaron Rodgers was for the Packers or something like that, just how good do you think they could be still? Uh, without him. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1057FM. The fan and our drive of the game, Nick Bodie, picked this one courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. Another short shot, this time by Elias Soba. Middleton for D.J. Wilson. Wilson has four points. Look at that, gets D.J. going. In the second half, good find by Chris Middleton. And you see some of the athleticism on display. This young man, 6'10", about 240 pounds. Jump out the gym when he gets, gets that good gather step going. That was his only basket of the game for DJ Wilson. Nick Bodie helping DJ Wilson get a little pub here on the postgame show. 107 102 Cavaliers uh, over your Milwaukee Bucks uh, tonight. Uh, let's go to Alex. You're up next uh, on the Pickett's a Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show presented to you by Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, I'm not going to complain. Hey, uh, the, the whole Giannis thing, oh, my goodness. Uh, so, Chris Middleton would basically be your best player, right? Correct. Um, I'm guessing they'd probably be – Giannis is good probably for about 15 or 16 wins, I'm thinking. So, maybe they're 37 and, and, and what, 15? I mean, excuse me, 37 and 35 maybe? Maybe. So you think they finish right around 500, probably? I mean, because I, I feel like if Coach Bud is their coach, he'd figure out a way to get the most out of that roster. But, I, I, man, Giannis has got to be good for about 15 wins. got to be. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd say they'd be struggling to make 500, maybe like a 7 or 8 seed in the playoffs, which really speaks to how bad – Prunty and kid were as coaches. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Even, I mean, with that roster last year, I, I mean, like, they probably would have struggled without Giannis to make it, you know, maybe they, they'd be in the lottery, you know? So, yeah, I mean, Giannis is just that good. And, and, and I'm just, I thank God that Budenholzer has basically weaponized him and, and put an a offensive a, a offense concept around him that really speaks to his talent and his ability to get other people involved. Man, that dude is really, really good. I mean, and for all the stuff that they talk about, about him not being able to shoot and all that other stuff, I get it. But, man, I mean, like all the other stuff he does. I mean, he's basically playing free safety on defense, and he is killing it. Um, Defensive player of the year candidate in my eyes. For sure. MVP, obviously. Yep. Uh, I mean, when you got a guy like that, I mean, that's I mean, that's Michael Jordan level stuff. That's Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't necessarily disagree. And I, I think people are realizing now thank you for the call. I think people are realizing if they didn't realize before, just what we're talking about when we're talking about uh how good Giannis is and really what this is all about. Uh, as far as how good this team is. And like I said before, with Aaron Rodgers. With Aaron Rodgers, you kind of had an idea uh, of how great he was, winning an MVP, winning a Super Bowl and all of that. But prior to that first collarbone injury, I think everybody thought that the roster was much better than it actually was. 
And then all of a sudden, what happens? He gets hurt, and they struggle to win a game. They struggle to win a single game. Think about that. And now here you are, the Bucks, who are not in that situation. They're just resting him at this point. And I don't know if they'd be a 500 team, to be honest with you. I have my doubts of whether or not this team uh, would be a playoff team at the end of the day. And if you look at the standings right now, uh, this year, uh, and the eight seed right now is two games under 500. So they might be able to be a playoff team, uh, seven or eight seed with a really good coach uh, in Budenholzer uh, at this point. I do think Middleton and Bledsoe uh, would be the guys that would take a majority of the shots, for sure. And Brogdon, those three. I think they could still be pretty good. You'd have to get a better forward than Ilya Silva, uh, obviously, uh, to fill that other role, that power forward role. Uh, but it would be interesting. Uh, Chris, you're next on 105.7 FM, the fan. What's up, Chris? Hello. Um, I think I think um, the Bucks could be good without Giannis. I think with Miritich and Middleton, I think they'll still be good enough. You think they'll still be good enough to do what? Yeah. To be the one seed? Um, I think I think the Bucks going to be a different team in the playoffs. I think they're going to play better. They they're getting ready for the playoffs. Oh, for sure they're getting ready for the playoffs. But the question is, how good would this team be throughout the course of a year without Giannis? Um, I think I think they'll struggle, but I think they'll still win home games. They probably struggle on the road. All right, all right. Thanks for the call. So you think they'd be a five hundred team then? Yeah, five hundred. Okay, thanks for the call, Chris. And then Chris, like, say the Packers in on Aaron Rodgers a couple of times, and they struggled bad. Do you think it would be that bad for this Bucks team like it was for the Packers without Aaron Rodgers? That is the question. Giannis tracks it down and jams. There's always something unexpected that changes the game. It's going to be crazy, man. Here's tonight's X Factor of the Game. Brought to you by Brian Stratton College Athletics. Offering athletic scholarships in 15 junior college sports. Learn more at bscbobcats.com. 107-102 Cavaliers over the Bucks tonight. X factor of the game tonight uh, in this one. I just think injuries killed this Bucks team. Plain and simple. They just did not have the depth. You look at the Cavaliers, they played 10 strong. 11 of you include Chris and his six minutes that he played. Had a big night for Jordan Clarkson off the bench with 23. Bucks had Connaughton with 11. That was her big score, and they only could play three guys because there was nobody else healthy enough to play. Crazy, And yes, Kevin Love left uh, after a, having a horrible night shooting the basketball, one of ten. But yeah, I, I think injuries were definitely the X factor in this one for the Milwaukee Bucks. All right, let's get to a sports flash when Nick Bodie will come back to take more of your calls. Tweet us as well at 105.7 FM. The fan will read some of those coming up as the Bucks lose tonight, 107-102 still to come. We'll hear from Coach Budenholzer after this Bucks loss. Marcus, it seems to me this has been a decent deflection game. What defensive play stood out? Here's the Laborers Local 113 defensive play of the game. The Laborers Local 113 Milwaukee. Feel the power at liuna113.org. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops Post Game Show. Presented by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. 107-102 Cavaliers over the Bucks tonight, leading the way for the Bucks once again. 
Tonight, uh, Chris Middleton, who pretty much carried him in the first quarter of this game, 26 points, 12 rebounds, 24, 8 boards, 8 assists, and a couple of steals for Eric Bledsoe as well. Only 8 guys played in this game, uh, and 11 off uh, the bench for Pat Connaughton was the leader uh, as far as the bench play go of DJ Wilson, Frazier, and Connaughton. I not 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 pretty when those are the eight guys that you're having to run out there, but it is what it is. Okay, defensive play of the game. Nick Bodie uh, picked this one, the producer of tonight's show, courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. Two minutes remaining in the second. Bledsoe with the pick. Able to set. Eric Bledsoe asserting himself at both ends of the floor. Okay, so uh, there you go. That's the highlight courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. Paschke and uh, Johnson on the call. Marcus Johnson on the call. Don't forget Jersey retirement for him coming up on Sunday as they take on the Cavaliers Sunday afternoon. Patrick and Muskingo, you're next on 105.7 FM, the fan. Patrick, what do you think this Bucks team would be without Giannis? I'd say 25 to 30 wins at best, Steve. Middleton is not a standout superstar number two, and I think that's what management's going to really have to think about. You're going to pay him $25, $30 million. Uh, You're going to need somebody that's going to hold the water for when Giannis is, is injured or is not playing, but I don't think he's that dynamic to carry us for more than 25 to 30 wins. Yeah, and, you know, that's the thing, though. So if, if Giannis isn't on the team, what do you think Middleton averages per game? I think what he did tonight, 26. I mean, he's going to get the shots. 26. Well, 26, and he himself will be in the MVP candidate race if he averages 26 a night. Eric Bledsoe, how many do you think he averages? Uh, without Giannis, I'd say 21. Brooke Lopez? 17. Brogdon? I think he is who he is, which is, you know, 14 to 16. Based on what you just told me, if those guys averaged what you said they would average, they'd probably win somewhere around 45 games. Uh, I don't know what Kool-Aid you guys are drinking. If you're saying Chris Middleton is going to average around 26 points a game and Bledsoe's going to average 21, and then Lopez and Brighton, I'm just going off the numbers you gave me for averages. No, no, no. You you can do the numbers, but everybody's scoring more in the NBA these days. Sure they are. I get it. that that, I get that adds up to 80, but... I mean, unless you're keeping Miritich, I don't know who else you're going to have on the bench that can score. Right. Well, and that's... Might have... Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I'm saying they might have a nice solid four there, but, uh, you know, defensively, they're a much, much different team than Giannis. I mean, I, I found it interesting that you brought up the comparison of Rodgers. I mean, Rodgers touches the ball every play. Giannis... You hope he does, but... But uh, Rodgers isn't on the field when the defense is on the field. Giannis is on the floor point. at all times. Yeah, we've seen that the last nine years. Tell me about it. Right. I, I always get a kick out of your magic carpet ride comment. You talk about the year they wanted. And that's what it turned out to be, right? I mean, they haven't been back since. So that's yeah, what it no, is. No, I mean, this team, you're optimistic with 40 wins and making the playoffs. Uh, I don't know. To because me, I'm with you. I think Middleton would average quite a bit more than what he's averaged with Giannis on the floor. I mean, if if he's averaging 17 points per game this year – then I'm willing to bet you he'll average at least 21, 22 points, somewhere in that area if he got to be the one on a team. I'm not sure he averages 25 or 26. Maybe he does. And if if he is capable of doing that, then he does deserve max money. 
I'll tell you what, if we're going to make it to the finals, we need him to be capable of yes. that, like he played against the Celtics Correct. last year. Yep. Otherwise, they're going to lose in the second round to the Sixers. The Chris Middleton that we saw last night and tonight is Chris Middleton they need to see in the playoffs when Giannis is playing. He needs to be just as aggressive. Thanks for the call. He needs to rebound the ball at the same level when Giannis is on the floor, not just when Giannis isn't playing. And see, that's the thing. Like, they have to figure out how to get this Middleton to play with this current Giannis, superstar MVP Giannis, and play at this same level night in and night out. That's what they need to find out. How do you get that? And then still have Bledsoe be aggressive. The problem is when you start talking about shots and shots taken, there's not as many shots to go around when Giannis is getting his 20 shots per night. There's just not. And and there's not much you can do about it. There's a lot of standing around and watching Giannis. That's what happens. Uh, Brian tweets at 105.7 FM. The fan, the Bucks without Giannis would be like a Jason Kidd coached Bucks team with Giannis. Fighting for the playoffs. All right. Uh, another one here from Bucks to the Finals. And to answer your question, they would be a fringe playoff team, like in Orlando, possibly a notch below 500. Again, remember, we're talking about Boonholzer as the coach here. Just, just remember. Good OKS says we would suck. Go Bucks. I don't think they would suck. I really don't. Maybe I'd be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe I am overly optimistic. Uh, like uh, the last guy just said I was. Uh, let's see here. Uh, some more stuff uh, coming in. Mike, uh, not Mike, Damian tweets at 105.7 FM, the fan. They'd be a lottery team, no doubt without Giannis. They struggled with Giannis against weaker opponents. Phoenix, Miami, Sacramento. We need Giannis on the floor. He's the straw that stirs the drink. Lottery team. So now you're back to thinking they'd be just as bad as the Packers were with Rodgers. That's pretty much what you're saying. Packers were, weren't good at all with Aaron Rodgers, and the rest of the talent was exposed. I think you can argue that this Bucks team has more talent around Giannis than the Packers had around Aaron Rodgers when he went down. Now, grant you, there's a lot more guys to have around, said Aaron Rodgers, than there is on a basketball team with Giannis. But as far as guys that can score, they got some—I mean, Bledsoe and Middleton can both score pretty consistently— I would think, if given the opportunity. For instance, if you look at Chris Middleton's numbers, because we love to look at Chris Middleton's numbers, that's that's what every radio talk show host in this town does, including myself. But if you look at uh, Middleton's numbers and attempted wise, and then take that and figure out what it would be if he didn't have Giannis, he's averaging 14 shots a game. He averaged, well, 14 and a half. He averaged 15 and a half last year. That was a season a career high for him in attempts per game. Let's say he averages 20 shots per game, and he he scored 20 points a game last year with 15 shots. He might be able to average 24 or 25. How crazy does that sound? He might be able to do that. He might. And, and see, that's the thing. If you're the agent for Chris Middleton, this is all going to be brought up. And any type of discussions or negotiations are going to happen with any basketball team when you get to free agency. It is going to be what happens. There's no question. That will be brought up. Uh, D, uh, or Dan, tweets at the fan spark. You stop angling this team lost tonight just because Giannis isn't playing. You guys always do this, and all it does uh, is bait the idiot fans. I didn't say that. But again, maybe Dan's not listening to the radio. 
Uh, so I, I shouldn't be too critical to the guy on Twitter responding and not listening. Dan was listening to the radio in the postgame show earlier. He heard me say that this isn't a big loss. Half the team didn't play. So that's not at all what I'm doing. What I'm doing is taking two games, which your superstar didn't play, and you have a chance to see kind of what this team would look like, even though, again, a lot of guys are still hurt, so that's really still not fair. But you've seen other games this year when Giannis hasn't played. Plain and simple. That's that's all it is. Uh, Eddie tweets at the fan, without Giannis, I believe the Bucks could be over 500. Keep in mind, the team was 4-2 and two without him before tonight's game. Coach Bud uh, is up there with the best coaches in the league. And we had Eric name on earlier today from at the athletic. And I had mentioned the name and he agreed with me that when you get into the postseason and into the playoffs, a lot of times these playoff series can be determined by coaching, making the right adjustment game to game over a seven game series. And I'm just not scared about any coaching matchup against Boonholzer. I'm not. And you know, we all know I love Brad Stevens, but I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about uh, whoever you want to throw out there against him. Steve Kerr, whoever. Doesn't matter. I think Budenholzer will hold his own uh, making adjustments from game to game within a series uh, and doing the right stuff. I really do. And I I think that um, is something uh, that you couldn't say before, as was brought up earlier. You know, you couldn't, you didn't feel as comfortable probably with Jason Kidd. Well, nobody probably did. Feel as comfortable with him making those adjustments from game to game. It really didn't. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Got people arguing with each other, uh, so that's always fun. All right, coming up next, we'll hear from Bucks head coach Mike Boonholzer uh, after the Bucks uh, come up losers tonight, one hundred and seven to one hundred and two. Let's hear from the head coach. This segment is sponsored by Schneider. For over 80 years, they've been offering great careers with great benefits and more home time. Visit SchneiderJobs.com or call 1-800-44-PRIDE. This is the only station Bucks fans need. 105.7 FM, The Fan. Hey, somebody go on Twitter and give Dan Wenzel a hug. He's all bent out of shape. He's all mad. How dare you retweet people that don't think the Bucks me would be good without Giannis? How dare you? You're stirring up crap. Oh, I'm so mad. Oh, I'm Dan Wenzel. Stop, dude. Just relax, man. It's just a question. It's just a question. Who's like fighting with everybody on Twitter right now that doesn't think the Bucks would be very good without Giannis? Just stop. It's an it's a simple question. That's it. Nobody said, hey, Bucks aren't going to win in the playoffs. Hey, Bucks may not win again the rest of the year. Hey, not that. Simple question. Dan Wenzel is acting like he's an owner of the basketball team. And if you are a burner account for one of the owners, then you have too thin a skin and need to get over yourself. Uh, okay, let's hear from uh, Coach Boonholzer uh, right now after the game, courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. Uh, proud of the way our guys fought, you know. Um, Definitely feel like we got better tonight. Credit to uh, Cleveland. They played well. Clarkson made a lot of tough shots. Uh, Saxon made a couple of tough buckets down the stretch. Um, and we just didn't have quite enough to, uh, you know, to kind of get over the top tonight. But um, I, think, I think we got better. On that last play with Ursuline going to Pat, was that the way you envisioned drawing it up? Or was that not necessarily the options? Nope. I mean, there was multiple options. That's definitely one of them. And, you know, he's wide open, just didn't quite, um, just a little bit off target. So, um, but pretty good execution. And, um, 
you know, I think, like I said, that's one of the ways where it's great to get opportunities to execute those stuff, practice things like that, and um, I was happy with it. Is there any frustration with, given the situation, you guys were right there and had multiple opportunities maybe to take it? I mean, when, when you don't come out on top, it never feels good, but I'm much more positive and, um, you know, I think the guys, the competitive fight that they brought, you know, with, um, you know, not the easiest of circumstances, um, I'll take that any night. And what have you thought of just Chris's performances these last two nights, just kind of putting everybody on his back and moving away? Yeah, he was great. You know, I mean, he obviously just started the game, a huge burst out of the gate, which was great for us, I think, to give us confidence um, on a back-to-back. And, um, and then, you know, he just continued it throughout the game. So, um, you know, he's just stepped up and been big for us. You guys have played Sexton multiple times now this year. This is the best he's played against you. What have you seen in terms of his growth? Yeah, it just seems like his confidence is, you know, um, significantly, you know, better, higher. He's in a, looks like he's in a really great place. Um, you know, knocking down enough shots. Um, I don't know if he hit two threes tonight, uh, maybe more, but at least one in front of our bench. And, and I think when he makes enough jumpers and then with his speed and his ability to get to the paint and finish, um, and it just looks like a good young player. Eric and uh, uh, Kevin Love bang heads there at the end of the second quarter. Eric was okay. Yeah, he didn't say anything to me, and the medical staff didn't say anything. So, um, yeah, no, he's pretty tough. Thanks. What about the next game? What do you expect from this team now? Time for some forward thinking. Sponsored by Forward Financial Partners. Moving forward together. Find your way at ffpwi.com. All right, a little forward thing after the Bucks lose to the Cavaliers, 96-93. to 93. Not 96-93, that's the Spurs and Heat score right now as I got the Miami Heat box score up. Bucks lose tonight, 107-102 to Cleveland. And right now, the Heat up on the Spurs, 96-83. That game in San Antonio as we look ahead. It's the game coming up on Friday night uh, against the Heat. Goran Dragic uh, playing well tonight. He's got 20 points off the bench uh, for the Miami Heat. 18 points for Deion Waiters. Uh, so that is something else to be considered. You know, it's going to be fun um, to kind of see how this whole thing goes and how Bucks fans uh, react on Friday night. Because I know that there are a lot of people wanting to see Dwayne Wade's last game uh, in Milwaukee. And that's what this is going to be. It's going to be his last game probably in Milwaukee uh, in the NBA. So, unless they face each other in the playoffs, I guess there is that possibility. But this very well could be his last game in Milwaukee, and I think it's going to be a hot ticket to get. Uh, so, enjoy it. You know, show him the proper respect. Give him give him some ovation when he comes out, standing ovation, whatever. I, I just, you know, how good he was at Marquette. I think for the most part he represented himself uh, well in the NBA uh, when he had his chance. He's always said good stuff about Marquette and Milwaukee when given the opportunity, unlike Jimmy Butler. Um, so, yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I think it should be treated uh, that way with proper respect uh, when he's out there uh, coming up. And I would expect Giannis to play, uh, obviously, coming up on Friday night uh, and be back in the mix. And I would assume uh, that with Giannis back out there, they'd probably beat the Miami Heat on Friday night. We got one more email to read here from David. So Sparky, why are you acting like they are the Bucks players when you say they need to figure out how to play without Giannis? Where's mention of Bud in this equation? You're acting like he's removed from the situation when in fact he's the most integral factor in your question and the one with the most control. And don't even get me started on the influence I suspect Bud exerts on the personnel 
that he's lying in the bed that I believe he's made for himself and us. I don't, you know, and obviously we're going to disagree a little bit here. I, if it wasn't Boonholzer, I would say they'll probably be below a 500 team. With Boonholzer, I think they would be over a 500 team. As coach, without Giannis on the floor, I think they would still be over 500 because I think he is that good of a coach. I don't think I was as sold on Boonholzer when they hired him as I am now after having watched him for an entire season, but he's good as what he does. And you may not like him for whatever the reason, one way or the other. You may question rotations, substitutions, or whatever, but at the end of the day, uh, Boonholzer, pretty good coach. Uh, no question uh, about that, at least not in my mind, uh, as far as how good he is uh, as a coach. All right, that'll wrap it up for tonight's show. Bucks come up losers to the Cavaliers. Have no fear. Chuck and Winkle Network from 10 until 2. And then, of course, Wendy's Big Show. Gary Ellerson, Leroy Butler, myself, Baby Tausch, tomorrow afternoon at 2. And I know NCAA tournament games are on tomorrow, but you can have that on the TV. Have us on the radio or on your radio.com app. You can listen to us there. If you're out at the bar, have an earpiece in. Listen to the Big Show while you're watching the games out at the bar. Take us with you. It'll be fun. I'm sure we'll be talking about the games throughout the afternoon uh, as well. Enjoy the rest of your night. Toodles! You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.